0: Welcome back. Coming to you from the deep, 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 deep in the heart of Cajun country, South Louisiana, where this time of year the hurricanes that you need to be afraid of are not just alcoholic beverages. This is the Down South IT Podcast. My name is Clark. Thank you all for joining me today. But first thing I want to mention is that I was able to procure a pretty good giveaway item a little while back. And... That giveaway starts today, the day the podcast drops, that giveaway starts today, and it's going to be for our Roku Express Plus. If you haven't seen it yet, please go check out the YouTube channel. You can see the unboxing video right there. Uh, the one in the video is the one that you're going to win. So it will be open, yes, granted, but it has not been used. It is perfectly fine. It, it could be yours. So, it is a cool little streaming device. It does have the ability to hook to an older TV with RCA cables. So, that's kind of a nifty little feature with it. So, if you do have an older TV hiding in a back bedroom somewhere and you want to be able to stream movies to it, this is your answer. But it also has HDMI too, so you can hook it to just about any TV you want. So, the cho- the call's yours. You can put it wherever you want. All I need you to do is go over to the website, DownSouthITPodcast.com. Look for the red giveaway button. Click that. Fill in your name and your email address and hit submit. That's it. Every time you, you fill it out and hit submit, it's a chance to win. So you can do it as many times as you want. No harm, no foul. The more times you, win, you enter, the better your chance is that you're going to win. So head over to the website right now. Check out for that link if you uh, if you want to just go straight to it. It's DownSouthITPodcast.com forward slash giveaway. So when will the drawing for that actually be? Okay, that's going to be on August 31st. I'm going to do the drawing at 6 p.m. So you have until 5 p.m. on the last day of August to get your entries in. Anything after 5 p.m. is going to be null and void. I'll announce the winner sometime between 6.30 and 7 So check your email, your Facebook page, see if you won. I will be putting this up on Facebook also, just so everybody knows. One other thing too, if you aren't local and I can't get it to you personally, I will ship it to you. So there's no problem with that. So wherever you're at, doesn't matter. I'll ship it. It's all good. Head off to the website, get your entries in before the last day of August and see if you can win that Roku Express Plus. Good luck, everybody, and start getting your entries in. So now we're gonna get to the fun stuff. When you think smartphones, I know a lot of people immediately think of the newest iPhone, the newest Galaxy that's on the market right now, and that's perfectly fine. You know, those are the two top smartphone manufacturers on the planet, and they do a ton of advertising to make sure that we think of those phones first. That's what they do. So, but what happens if you drop your phone and it breaks? screen shatters, you accidentally drop it in the toilet, dog steals it, puts it in his water bowl, whatever, and and you can't get a replacement through insurance. So could you afford another $1,000 phone on spur of the moment? Uh, do you have a spare that you could possibly use? You know, I'm willing to bet that some people do, you know, but the majority of you probably don't. So today, I'm going to give you a different solution, even if it may only be temporary in your situation, but got two words, budget smartphone. Now, I hear you. I can hear you groaning from here. I promise you. Just the words budget phone, that makes you think of those little cheap things that they would give away back in the day because that was the only way that the carriers could move those out of inventory. And I'm not talking about those type of phones. They have a lot of really, 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 really nice budget phones right now. And that's the ones that I'm going to focus on today. Now, granted, they may be a little short of some of the flagship features. They may not have all the bells and whistles that, that are possible, you know, in a smartphone these days. But in a pinch, they're a great alternative. Especially if your phone bites it or if your budget won't allow you to have that brand new flagship right now. Especially if your phone happens to have something happen to it. And it's another good option. Just like, say, your kids are finally starting to get to that age where, Hey mom, can I have a phone? Can I have a phone? I have nephews that are at this age. Trust me, that's incessant and it's annoying, but there is a solution. And the budget phone is a solution because most of these phones are unlocked. So you won't have to worry about the carrier. You can just add them on to your plan. It's very quick. It's very easy. The fact that they're budget phones, you're not paying a lot for them. So if your kids are rough on them, you know, this is a -a spur-to-moment thing. It's not... If it happens to be crap or if something happens to it, it gets... You know, dragged down the house, down the stairs or something like that, flipped over, whatever. It doesn't it doesn't really matter. But you're not out of a lot of um, a lot of money, and that's the plan. I'm going to go over a few core things that most people are going to look for in a sm- in a modern smartphone. Ones that's usable day to day. You know, use as your daily driver. And granted, it won't be have some of the new bells and whistles like your wireless charging and you know that kind of thing. But these are gonna be core things that you can that you need in a phone to be a daily driver. And after that, I'm gonna give you my top five for budget smartphones right now. And the best part about this, the top price for all these picks is gonna be four hundred bucks. So everything on this list is four hundred dollars or less. So and I did that on purpose because just in the in the happenstance that if your phone if something happens with your phone and you need one now, you could put one of these on a credit card and be on your way and out of the store less than 30 minutes. That's why I did that. And when I put this together, I wanted these to be brand new phones, okay? So all of these are gonna be brand new from the factory, no refurbs, no third party refurbs or anything like that. And you're gonna notice that a lot of the phones on this list are Android. And the reason for that is because even refurbished iPhones, even the older ones, and even some of the, the the lower grade iPhones, when they're brand new, they're all sold at a premium. So that kind of knocks them out this list, you know, by themselves. So that's why I wanted all of these to be brand new phones. So no place to start better than the beginning, right? So let's get started with the battery. Okay. This really isn't something that most people think about, but it kind of should be. Cell phone batteries are measured in milliamps. Uh, It's gonna be symbol M, capital A-H, if you didn't know. And the higher the milliamp rating of the battery means that that's a bigger battery. So the longer it will last. In a situation that we're kind of going over, a good rule of thumb is about the 3000 milliamp size. That should be about the lowest you should look for. Anything lower than that, you're probably gonna have to charge it up late in the day. Um, But 3000 milliamps is should get you a uh, pretty much of a whole day without a ch- uh on one charge without a problem, at least get you home. And then, you know, if you got to charge it from there, you can, but it should last you uh, through a normal day, you know, of work and everything. By the time you get home, you may have to throw it on there. So, if you do happen to make a lot of calls or play games or something like that throughout the day, you may want to try to find something with a little bit bigger battery on uh, the 35, maybe 3800 or even 4000 milliamp range. That way you can try to avoid having to find an outlet or a charger around 3 o'clock before you head home. So that's your butter zone. You want about 3,000 milliamps. That's your butter zone. Next up is going to be the storage. Now, this kind of really depends on your situation. So it varies quite a bit person to person. But for the most part, I found 32 gigs should be plenty enough of storage for most people. Uh, again, if you take a lot of pictures, if you take video, a good bit of video with your phone, uh, or if you play a lot of games, you may want to bump that up to like a 64 gigabyte model or even 128. Uh, they do have a few budget phones in that range. They're on the high end, but they do have a few. I don't believe I have 128 gig on the list. I'm gonna have, Whenever we go over it, we'll see. But with storage, it's always better to overshoot what you think you're going to need. And a good thing about the budget phone is a lot of these will have an SD card slot. So even if you get a, you know, a really small 16 gig phone or a 32 gig phone, you can put an SD card in it to save all your pictures and your video and stuff like that separate and apart from your phone storage. That way you don't eat up all your phone storage for all of that. So, and a lot of the SD cards now you can get a, You can triple or even quadruple the space on your phone just from an SD card. A lot of these nowadays are are taking 256 gig cards. So, and that's insane. You know, (laughs) so you get a 32 gig phone and you put a 256 gig card in it. You're rocking a ton of storage. You wouldn't, you probably, unless you shoot 4K video, you probably won't ever have any issues with that. But, again, that's for another show, but... Just because of that SD card slot in there, you can even kind of look toward a 16 gigabyte model if your budget will, you know, won't allow you to go anything higher. But just make sure it has it. That way, you know, you won't have to worry about storage being a problem later on. But even with that cloud storage that you can sign up for pretty much for free anywhere nowadays, you know, um, iCloud, Google Drive, uh, Google Photos, that kind of thing. They have free services and stuff like that that will allow you to back up your pictures online in the cloud. That way, even if your phone fills up, you won't lose anything if you clear them off the phone. You'll clear the, the storage on your phone, but you won't lose any of the pictures. So that's an option also. And next up, we want to talk memory. Now, memory isn't the same as storage. Memory in this case is random access memory. So this is just like on a laptop or a desktop. And again, with memory, just like with storage, it's better to have too much than not enough. If you don't have enough, the phone runs sluggish, everything is kind of wonky, it takes forever to do things. It's not a pleasant experience. So in general, at least every with everything I've read and the experience that I've dealt with, you know, mobile devices and especially ones in this category you want to kind of shoot for a 2 gigabytes of ram that of memory that's what you want to look for anything above that is great perfect especially if you play uh, graphically intensive games you know csgo fortnite that kind of thing or take high dev video high you know hdr pictures with your phone anything like that those tend to use a lot of ram whenever they're they're caching and you know actually using uh, taking the pictures and stuff like that so You want to go ahead and make double check and make sure it gets something with a little bit more ram that way everything will be smooth for you as far as the the phones with three to four gigabytes of ram yeah they do have a couple on this list with that much ram so it is a thing it really is a thing so next up is the screen it's the main thing you interact with every time you see your phone every time you use your phone every time you touch your phone So you wanna make sure that you have a nice screen. And being that we're talking about budget phones, the likelihood that you're gonna come across an OLED or an AMOLED, there, I mean, it's a decent chance, but those are high-end panels. But a lot of times, what you're gonna get with the lower-end phones, you're gonna get the TFT screens, or you're gonna get LCD. And those have the backlights on them and everything else a lot of these won't, the budget phones won't have the, the resolution like a 2k resolution or a 4k they will a lot of them will have either a 720 or a 1080 you know full hd picture but they won't get into the resolution of a 4k you know like the high-end phones do um they will be able to display games and and everything in hd as a it, it may not be a full 1080 but at least you should get 720 if nothing else And with a screen as small as one is on a smartphone, you really won't see much, too, too much difference in a 1080 video, in a 4K video, unless your eye is basically on top of the screen. You just, the screen's not big enough to actually come across to your eye as uh, anything different besides that. When you get to 4K, you need a screen at least 50 inches. you know to really make a a marketable difference in picture quality at least in my opinion what kind of screens can you expect like i said tft which is a thin film transistor that's the older style screens lcd liquid crystal displays and they'll have uh ips lcds uh ips is in plane switching uh, lcd Uh, all of these panels require a backlight from an array of leds and The one thing about these is the viewing angles are kind of going to... So if you look at it off axis, it's going to be a little wonky. But the good thing is if you're outside a lot and you need to look at your phone, the backlight really helps looking at it in direct sunlight. So the one other drawback of these is besides the viewing angles is going to be the colors. They won't be quite as accurate as if you're using an AMOLED or OLED panel because they don't have the contrast ratio for the colors. The the blacks aren't as deep. So the colors are going to be a little more washed out whenever you're looking at them. But, you know, we're talking budget phones here. You know, we're not talking high-end stuff. So it is what it is. I will throw a caveat out for the screen also. Numbers can only tell you half of the story. You can look at numbers. You can look at uh, PPI, which is pixels per square inch. Uh, you can look at... Resolution. You can look at all kind of, you know, brightness and nits and all kind of different terms and numbers and everything else. You can look at all of that and it'll only tell you half of what you need to know. Most of what you need to know is you actually have to get in front of that that screen, either in this case, either a tablet or a phone phone in this case. But you need to get in front of it and you need to play with it. That's why I always tell people, like, if they ask me, what phone should I get? Well, have you actually, um, it's great you saw it online, it looks great. Have you gone to a store and played with it? You know, look at the screen, how it actually works. Look at the, you know, get a feel for it. That's, That's intangible things that you can't get from just looking at it online. So, I mean... Some screens will be in and it could be the exact same screen on two different phones by two different manufacturers. One may choose to have colors that be a little bit too blue for you, or they may have a little bit too much of an orange or yellowish tinge to them. They may be too hot or too cold. And that's only something that you're going to see when you have the thing in front of you. And being that this is the part that you interact with more than any other on your phone, you have to try it out. You have to get one in your hands and see it and play with it for yourself to know if you like it and if it works for you. So that's my advice. Get one in your hand, play with it, then make a decision. So I'll get off my soapbox real quick and we'll move on to the cameras. Now, the cameras, again, are kind of subjective to each person. And it depends on how you use your phone for the most part. You can take a great picture with an 8 megapixel camera in the rear If you go any lower whenever you cropping the pictures and they kind of blow up a little bit The pictures may get kind of pixelated. So you you don't want to do that. That's that's never good. So stick with a 8 megapixel or better for the the back camera and One feature you may not find in budget phones too, but a lot of them, it's, it's in a lot of them, but some of them, you may kind of have to look in, look for it. Uh, it's, it's called OIS optical image stabilization. And what this does is it basically, it centers the camera and stops it from jiggling when your hand's moving. So when you're taking pictures, you, you don't have to stay exactly still, you know, it automatically will adjust for your hand shaking a little bit, even if you're doing video, if you're doing pictures, it doesn't matter. So if you come across two phones that you like, one has image stabilization and one doesn't, go for the one with OIS, especially if you take a lot of pictures. As far as front-facing cameras, uh, if you're the selfie type, I myself am not, because I do a podcast and you know a little bit of radio here and there, so yeah, I have a face for radio. I am not an Instagram model. I don't claim to be one. I really don't think anybody would follow me if I was one. So, but if you if you all wanted a selfie types and you take a lot, look for something in the four to five megapixel range, you know, for that. Those will get you some really nice selfies without sacrificing really the overall quality of the pictures. If you can get something better, you know, get something a little bit higher. Great. But that should be kind of your bare minimum. So there you have it. That for modern smartphones, those are the things that you should be looking for kinda of in the budget price range. And to be a lot of to be honest, a lot of the same things will work on budget tablets too. If you're looking for a cheaper tablet, you know, kind of stick in the same the this guide guideline can actually help you with the exact same things. Kinda of what you want to look for. So I think tablets it may well with tablets you probably need to know a little bit more as far as chipsets and maybe the speed and how many cores the the cpus have but other than that this would be a decent guide to get you kind of in the right ballpark so okay so with all that being said now we can jump right into the top five this is going to be my my top five for budget uh, smartphones. And like I said before, all of these will be $400 and lower. Uh, I'm going to start with the most expensive and work my way down. Uh, I'm going to have links to each phone. And they are either going to be links from Amazon or Best Buy, depending, you know, which one it was. Those will all be in the show prep. You can check those out whenever you get a chance on the, the website, DownSouthITPodcast.com. And while you're there enter for the giveaway hint 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 the link for the show prep will actually be Right underneath the embedded player on the the main page. So If you see the the SoundCloud player, just look for that. It says show prep everything should be there click on it You'll go go nuts uh, I'm gonna have all of the specs and pricing for the uh, phones as well on top of just the links but at least this way you can see the pictures and stuff like that and kind of take a look at everything. So we we'll start off number five is the Google Pixel 3A. And those start out at $399.99. Uh, has a five point inch, 5.6 inch display. And it's 1080 by 2220. So it's actually a 16 by 9 panel. Uh, 1080 full HD. It's an OLED panel, which is nice. It has a. 12.2 megapixel camera in back, 8 megapixel up front. Snapdragon 670, so it's kind of a kind of an older chipset, but it is an octa-core chipset, so it has eight cores on it. Uh, this one actually has 64 gigabytes of storage. I the think they come. This one came with. I don't have it on here, but I do believe this one was three gigabytes of RAM also. Has a 3,000 milliamp battery. And can take HDR pictures so you can take very very nice pictures with this one and It is I mean, I've seen nothing but really nice reviews from Everywhere that I've seen, you know, and Google's practically given these things away to be honest. That's always a contender Next is gonna be number four the OnePlus plus 6t and this is the AS 6013 model unfortunately this is only for GSM carriers, so this will be for AT&T, Sprint, T-Mobile, or Sprint Mobile, or T-Sprint, or however you want to say it, not that they're starting to merge. Uh, <laughs> this one is actually a 6.4-inch phone, so this one's a little bit bigger. 1080 by 2340 pixels. This is an AMOLED panel, again, very nice panel. 16 megapixels uh, cameras, both front and back. Uh, this one has the Snapdragon 845 octa-core processor. So this is the not the most recent chipset that's out there right now. Uh, the most recent to date is the 855 that's in the Galaxy S10 and 10 uh, Note 10 that's coming out. Uh, this is the 845, so this is the previous generation. This one all, right now has 256 gigs of storage. And a 3700 milliamp battery. Uh, it has dual SIM, so so you can use it for international stuff. Has a, a optical fingerprint scanner. Lots and lots of features on this thing. OnePlus is starting to break into this budget phone realm. They really are, and they they put out some really really feature packed phones. So if you if you have a GSM carrier and you're looking for something spared. D, they might actually be one of the ones to watch out to. And that, the OnePlus 6T runs for $389.99. And again, I do want to preface that none of these p- companies have actually paid me or anything like that for these. I'm just, this is my recommendations. So I did not receive any money from anyone regarding any of these fo- uh, phones or recommendations or anything like that. So next, number three, the Moto X Gen 4. This one runs for $369.99, and this one is IP68 waterproof, uh, 5.2-inch display, so it's a little bit smaller phone, Uh, 1080 by 1920 pixels, full HD, it's an IPS screen, 12 megapixel uh, camera in the back, 16 up front, so you get better selfies than you do regular pictures. does have a Snapdragon 630 uh, 8-core processor, so again a little bit older chipset but hey it's got eight cores so it can handle plenty uh, 64 gigs of storage plus you have SD card support so you can go up to I think two terabytes on this phone I believe is what I, if I remember right uh, this one also has a 3,000 milliamp battery and is on the Android one program and I I'm not sure if you know what the Android one program is, but basically what this means is instead of the way, instead of updates coming straight, uh, coming from Motorola, you're getting Motorola basically gave the update portion of, as far as at least security and, you know, Android updates. They pretty much just gave that feature straight to Google. So when, if you have a phone that comes across and it's on Android One uh, or the, the Android One program, you're getting security updates and everything directly from Google every month. And you're going to get it for at least two years. So if you see a uh, an Android phone with that program, that's that's definitely a good thing. You want to be up to date on your, on your updates, especially security updates. Um, Qualcomm just had a... They just put out an update for a hack that somebody was able to find for the qualcomm chips which most of these phones right here have but it was fixed with that august the latest um the latest update that just came out a few days ago actually so it was a vulnerability they found it and it's updated already it's already done you if you have the update you don't have to worry about anything that android one program it is it's a lifesaver to be honest, I do have a Moto X Gen 4. Uh, I don't have this version of it. Uh, the one I have is the 32 gig version, and I think the uh, I don't have quite as much RAM on mine as uh, this one had, but it's still a great phone. I, d- I got a blog post about it You know, one month in. They have pictures of it, so you can kind of see it. But all around, this has been a really, really nice phone for me uh, as a work phone. I really haven't had any problems with it at all. Uh, They have had a couple of little 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 issues that I wrote about in the blog post that you can go check out But for the most part it's been a a great daily driver. No problem. No, no major problems at all Uh, number two second to last The Moto G7 power this one comes in at two hundred nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents so this one also has a fingerprint scanner has a 6.2-inch display, so a little bit bigger display. Resolution of 720 by 1570, so not quite a full HD, but you still get the 720 HD resolution on this on this one. 12-megapixel rear camera, 8-megapixel up front. This one has the Snapdragon 632 octa-core, so this one is a little bit even older chipset. It's 32 gigabytes worth of memory, and it I think this one had three or four I didn't write it down on here but I think it's either three or four gigs of RAM Uh, plus it has the micro SD card support so you can add a micro SD card in there also but the big thing with this one is that it has a 5,000 milliamp battery so the G7 power has a huge battery and more than likely with a 5,000 milliamp battery with very very vanilla Android you can get probably easily two days on a charge. Easily two days on a charge. So if you're looking for something that lasts a long time, this this would definitely be a, a good route to go. And it has very good reviews from everything that I've read. And lastly, but not leastly, number one, the Motorola G6. So this is the generation previous of the G7 power. Uh, they still sell these because they're in... Pretty good, they're still in really good demand. The, the chipset's a little bit different, but these come in at $179.99, brand new, out the box. So it has a 5.7 inch display, 1080 by 2160, so you get a little bit more high def uh, picture uh, with this one. 12 megapixel camera in the back, eight megapixel up front, same as the G7. This one does use a little bit uh, older Snapdragon this is the Snapdragon 450 again it is still an eight eight core processor but the older snapdragons they may they may be an older chipset but they don't use as much uh, battery so that's one thing about these two so the older the chip the older chipsets they like I said they may not have the the raw processing power that some of the other ones do but they use a lot less battery so there is a little bit of of a trade-off but it's not a bad trade-off in my opinion This one actually has 32 gigs gigs of storage, uh, micro SD card support, 3,000 milliamp battery. Again, this one also has a fingerprint scanner. So for 179, I mean, it's not going to be a crazy feature-rich phone, but everything I've read, it's a great all-around phone, can do the job, especially as a daily driver. So there you have it. There's my top five, all under 400 bucks. And if you noticed there were three Motorola phones on this list and yeah, that is true And the reason that they have three motorola's on this list is very simple Motorola simply dominates in the smartphone industry at this price point Nobody else really can touch them There are a few out there that are starting to creep in like OnePlus and blue and a few other ones uh, if if and when I'm not saying it will happen, but if and when Huawei is ever, you know, import started to import, Huawei is going to give them a run for their money because, as much as you might not like some of their politics and stuff like that, they make really, really, really nice phones for cheap. So that's one thing we can kind of look for. But you know, the new some of the newer uh, the newer players are coming in but it's an uphill market it's an uphill climb to get to you know to get into that market because motorola's dominated it for the last few years and it's going to be interesting to see how they how they stack up and how motorola annies up uh with how they what they come out with so and granted they got a few phones one plus and blue They either ride on Motorola's heels, or in a few cases, they even wipe the floor with them. So, it's definitely a good time to be a consumer, and we can see how all of this plays out. Because, as always, competition is always good for the consumer. And what's good for me is to thank you for listening. So, I'm I'm sure you made it all the way to the end, so I do appreciate you taking the time to check out the show. And I hope going forward, when you hear budget phone you have a little bit more appreciation because the devices out there in this budget category, they're, granted, they're not cutting edge flagship phones, but they're still really nice phones and they can be used as as your daily device. There's nothing wrong with them. Hopefully that kind of gets you a little bit more appreciation for it. And we'll see, you know, just in the off chance that something happens, now you at least have an option that you weren't aware of before some, you know, before something happened. So, or like I said, if the kids are kind of bugging you for a phone, this may be a re, this may be a way to go. So, again, thank you everybody for listening. Don't forget check out the website downsouthitpodcast.com enter for your chance to win the Roku Express Plus. Check out the Facebook page at downsouthit. it. Uh, I just posted a few videos up there on the YouTube channel also. Like and subscribe to to that so you don't miss any of the other videos i do happen i do upload a lot of the videos to facebook also so if you happen to miss it on youtube i do put them up on uh, facebook also but just so you don't miss anything just like and subscribe let me know you stopped in same thing with the facebook page and just like i always like to end every episode technology can replace the work of many people but it can never replace the work of one extraordinary person So go out and be extraordinary today. Thank you all for listening. I love you. I'll catch you next time right here on the Down South IT Podcast. Later.